You, you know what? That's it. Turn the music off. Turn it off. Turn the music off. We've heard enough of that NWO theme going for a long time. Shut it off right now because I've got something to say. What is up? It's Hollywood Tim Davis here. And boy, oh boy, I'm pissed. Okay? I'm not going to sugarcoat this bullshit. I'm pissed. I'm pissed off. WWE SummerSlam has come. It's gone. It's done. It's dusted. We'll get to the review later. Usually, we start this shit. We start these review shows with the review first and then the predictions later. But you know what? We're switching things around this episode, people, because I'm pissed off. I'm annoyed. I'm tired. I'm hungry. But most of all, I'm pissed off. The reason being is because if this was a video podcast right now, you would see me sitting here without my world championship. Yeah, that's right. You heard it first. I don't have my world championship on me. And you know what? The whole thing about SummerSlam, it was it was going to be the end of the battle, the blood feud between the NWO and the Bullet Club old. You know what? The way things went down on this card, I call bullshit. I've been cheated out of my title, and I call bullshit. This feud is long but over, I'll tell you that much. So, instead of starting with, in my opinion, a pretty lackluster pay-per-view, Instead of starting with my thoughts on that, we're going to talk about the predictions first because we need to address some little things that goddamn happened. So firstly, before I start, I want to say thank you to everyone who put in their predictions. We actually had a really good turnout this time. Uh, We got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. 11 people giving me predictions, and I'm sorry I had to count that. My mind's just racing a mile a minute because I was cheated. But we had people coming, people, regular people who always put their predictions down. And we had newcomers such as Zim Vader. So thank you, Zim, for putting in your predictions. It was uh, nice to see someone new added. And even though Zim doesn't follow wrestling, um, Zim didn't do half ass bad. I'll say that much. So let's get to it because I need to, I need to fucking clear my mind right now because this is bullshit. Absolute bullshit. So... Let's get to it. The prediction results before I talk about SummerSlam. I know, the world's gone fucking crazy. So the scorecard was out of 33 points. That's right. You could reach a total maximum of 33 points. No one reached 33 points. That's almost impossible. Um, So, yeah, let's get to it. We're going to go from the bottom to the top. People who came with the least amount of points to the people who came in with the most. Obviously, not me, because I don't have a championship, but we'll get to it in a second. So coming in last, with a score of 13, we have the NWO member, Alan Chacha, and the other NWO member, Heather Powell. And you know what? Heather, Alan, I'm not disappointed, guys. You guys showed up, unlike some of the Bullet Club old guys, Trucker Trent, you guys showed up and you went to battle, so I, I applaud you. So thank you very much. Coming in next with a score of 17, we have Zach Davis from the Bullet Club Old and Don Anelli with a score of 17. Thank you, guys. Uh, not you, Zach, you fucking loser. Uh, coming in next with a score of 18, newcomer, a guy that doesn't watch professional wrestling, uh, Zim Vader. Zim Vader came in and... Uh, didn't do half bad for a guy that does not follow professional wrestling. Well done, Zim. Coming in next with a score of 20, and this is where it starts to get interesting because 20, we have a tie between Scott Crawford, the Bullet Club old leader. 
if you will, if that's what he wants to call himself. He thinks he's higher than everyone else in the Bullet Club. Joined with also 20 points is NWO member Paul Lindsay, who's just as much as a leader of the NWO as I am, because I'm that type of boss, that uh, I'm that type of support team that you're on the same level as me. So thank you, Paul. Uh, screw you, Scott. Coming in next with a score of 23, we have Elsie. Elsie coming in once again with 23. Thank you, Elsie. We got, we're down to three people. We're down to three people. We've got myself, we've got Geordie, NWO member Geordie, and we've got Rob fucking Robert Hungy from the Bullet Club Old. And here's the, here's the kicker. Here's the kicker, man, because we all scored a same point of 25 out of 33. All three of us had 25 out of 33. And usually when that happens, the champ retains. But you know what? Rob cheated. And here's how Rob cheated is because Rob had two extra points in his back pocket. Two extra points that um, he was meant to use at the last pay-per-view, but he didn't. He didn't use those two extra points. So realistically, I should be saying to you, Robert Hungy, those two extra points were null and void, and I walk away still the champion. But you know what, Robert? You know what? I know for a fact that if I do that, you Bullet Club old people, you're going to get on your fucking uh, electric scooters, and you're going to get on your um, uh, breathalyzer, your, your, your oxygen tanks because you're so old, and, and you're going to whinge, and you're going to bitch. And I'm just overhearing decrepit old people whinge. So you know what? Take the title, Robert. Take the title. Have fun with it. But you know what? I I swear to God right now, this war between the NWO and the Bullet Club Old is not over. It's not over. If you guys, if the Bullet Club Old won things fair and square, if you guys pin me clean on the mat, then I would be saying right now, I'd be kneeling down on one knee saying, well done, Bullet Club Old, you are the ultimate team. But you know what? I'm not doing that because you had to resort to cheating and that's bullshit. So, NWO are coming back for you, Robert and Scott and uh, the rest of you, all the rest of you. You don't even deserve to be named. But Robert, I'm coming after you. And I don't care if my other NWO members take the title. I don't give a shit because when you're NWO, you're NWO for life. And that means NWO title is for all of us, not just myself. So, Rob, I hope you're having fun celebrating with your little championship because I'm coming after you. In regards to everyone else's championships in the NWO, don't stress, you're all safe. So right now, I'm the only one in the NWO that uh, has not got a title. So, if my fellow NWO members want to kick me out, then have at it. Let me know. But uh, I'll tell you right now, it won't be long where I, and I'll have my championship around my shoulders once again. So, Rob, congratulations on winning 27 points all up out of 33, even though you cheated. Um, but, yep. Fucking bullshit. Bullshit! Anyway, let's get on to SummerSlam. Um, this is going to be so funny. For people out there who have who are listening to this for the first time, um, just know that this is a little game that we play. You are more than welcome to join us. But um, if you're just here for my thoughts on SummerSlam, then we're getting to that now, okay? So, WWE SummerSlam. Um, 
I'm going to be perfectly honest with you guys. Perfectly honest. A lot of the matches on this card were decent. They were, they were good matches. But the card, like the pay-per-view as a whole, is not memorable at all. There was not really a single thing that happened. Uh, maybe maybe like two things. One of those, I, I, I couldn't even put in it. Um, so let's just say one thing that happened that was memorable. Beyond that, everything else was just kind of a random carbon copy of the of another pay-per-view. And I'm not going to remember this pay-per-view in a couple of months. I'm really not. I'm really not. It was kind of a bit of a disappointment. There was no returns, really. There was one, but I, I, I dare class it as a return. There was there was one title change, but then even so, a lot of people picked it. So it wasn't really that big of a surprise. Um, even, even the main event, the tribal combat match between Roman and Jay... Look, it was a good match. It was, but there was no one believed Jay was winning it, so there was no hype for it. There was never a time where I I got worried for Roman or I got excited for Jay. You know, there was never a time. Even when Jay came close, I was never like, and Roman kicks out. I was never scared that Roman wasn't going to kick out. You know, I'm a Roman fan. I I, I want him to hold that championship for a lot longer. Uh, that's just me, you know. But I don't know. The, the whole tribal combat match, and I know we're getting way ahead of ourselves. The whole tribal combat match between Roman Reigns and Jey Uso went very much as exactly what I thought. It would be a test of man match test of strength type matches where it would start off slow. And it's much like all of Roman's matches, to be realistic. I'm not trying to big note myself going, oh, look at me. I I guessed exactly how this match was going to go. No, it's nothing to do with that. It's it's very much a Roman Reigns match. Uh, it starts off slow, gets hard hitting. The, uh, the, the opposition will get the upper hand. Do you think he's going to win? But then Roman comes back and wins. It's very much that. You know, there was a lot of spots where Jay looked like he was going to win, but we all knew that he wasn't. Because, let's be 100% real, Jay Uso just is not world champion material. I don't see him as that, you know? Like, when Edge and Christian broke up, you could see that Edge was world champion material. You know? I don't see that with Jay or Jimmy Uso. I don't see them as um, world champions. You know, may- maybe maybe mid-car titles, maybe. But even then, I think they're so much suited for the tag division that they should just keep it that. Anyway, let's start with SummerSlam. So, SummerSlam opens up with a Kid Rock video package. But the theme song is Born to be Wild by Steppenwolf, which I don't understand where Kid Rock came in. I, I get it. D- Kid Rock's from Detroit. Yeah, cool. Why Why didn't we get a Kid Rock musical performance? I'm guessing he's busy or something, but I was kind of hoping for a Kid Rock musical performance because I'm a Kid Rock fan and I don't care what anyone says. I like his music. I don't care about his political beliefs or what beer he drinks. I don't care about that. I really do not give a shit about who he follows in the elections. I like his music. 
That's plain and simple. That's all. And there's people there. I hear it all the time. It's exactly the same with Insane Clown Posse. I'm a fucking massive fan of Insane Clown Posse as well. And I get it all the time. Oh, there's shit. And, and you know what? If, if that's your honest opinion, that's fine. If you don't like their music, that's fine. You can have that opinion. But all those people that tell me, oh, they're shit, I guarantee you've never actually listened to them. You probably heard one song, but you, I, I, chances are you're just following the masses. You're hearing people say, they're shit, they're stupid. So you're a fucking sheep and you're just going on with the rest of the crowd going, oh, nah, yeah, they're, they're shit. How about you make your own opinion, go and listen to an album and form your, form your own opinion. Through that, we need a lot less people that follow. Anyway, Kid Rock, Jesus, I'm, just, I'm, I'm fucking bitter today. I'll tell you what, fuck you, Robert Hungy. Fucking Robert. All right. SummerSlam Arena. It looks massive, dude. That, it looks huge. It looks... Oh, man. Like, the there was a lot of people in there. 59-something thousand. Wow. But my problem here is, once again, it, it, the, the stage is so plain. And I mean, like, what stage? You go back to the early days, the, the late 90s to the early thousands, where they had personalized stages for each show. I remember Backlash, well, I cannot remember what year it was, but I had these big, huge metal-like hooks that would swing back and forth. It looked awesome. Now, it's literally a dugout. That's all it is. It's so fucking boring. It, it's It's got no personality to it at all. This is every arena besides WrestleMania. WrestleMania is the only arena that has something cool to it. Every other stage is just boring. Or it's just an LED light screen. Look, I, I get it. We're in the age of technology and all that stuff. But be more creative. Okay? You can have your lights and your cameras up your fucking ass. But Jesus Christ, be more creative with your stage. Go back to the times where stages had personality. These don't. These are just boring. Oh, all right. Oh, by the way, green shirt guy is back in the crowd. Yay. Uh, it's good to have money, isn't it, green shirt guy? Or connections. I don't know what he does. Whatever. He's always in the same fucking seats. Apparently, I was doing a deep dive on... And if you don't know who green shirt guy is, uh, watch every wrestling pay-per-view. AEW or WWE. And there's a guy that wears a green shirt that sits dead center in front of the hard cam in the crowd. He's in every fucking pay-per-view. He always wears the same green shirt. Yeah. Um, I heard a rumor, or like I, I done, I done, yeah, I done some digging about Green Shirt Guy because I'm fucking got nothing else going on in my life, so that I have to, I have to try and figure out what other people do for a living because my life's such a fucking roller coaster. Um, apparently, according to some people, this guy has a lot of inheritance money. And he's just used, using it to go to every WWE show. And apparently, if he does not get the seats he wants, he out buy, he buys the dude's seat or the person who's sitting in there. He'll give them money for it. So if that's true or not, that's pretty fucking pathetic. <laughs> if that's your lifelong dream, to sit front row center for every WWE, like, are you trying to be a, a celebrity or something like that? That's, that's your rise to fame, being... The, the, the green shirt guy, whatever. Maybe I'm just jealous. All right, the show starts off with Logan versus Ricochet in a match that I was really looking forward to. And 
While I won't say it was, I just I was disappointed or anything like that. I really did enjoy the match. Um, it was very much a spot fest. It was very much a spot fest until the last little bit, the ending. Um, so Logan, Logan doing his um his own Hulk Hogan, um Im- imitation, where he calls the Hogan Paul. Uh, get it, Hogan Logan. It rhymes, and then uh, Ricochet does. A tribute to The Rock with his own people's moonsault instead of the people's elbow. I thought that was cool. Um, a lot of this match was just very spotty. We had Spanish flies going everywhere. Um, I did like how there was a kid in the crowd drinking a prime bottle. You know, like Logan Paul's energy drink. And Logan Paul grabbed it and drank it and threw it away, like not giving it to him, which I think is utterly bullshit since Logan can get as many as he wants since he created them. But this kid's probably spent three weeks of uh, allowance to buy this stupid fucking prime bottle, which apparently tastes like piss. I haven't tried one myself because I'm not going to spend $50 on a goddamn bottle. But um, yeah, give the kid a fucking bottle. According to my children, a lot of kids at their school just walk around with the bottles to think they're cool. They don't have anything in the bottle. It's just the bottle itself. So yeah, whoop de doo Well done, Logan Paul. You 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 managed to sell plastic. Um, yeah. So this match ends when one of Rick, uh, Logan Paul's fucking cronies uh, hands him the brass knucks, and that's it. One, two, three. We all knew Logan Paul was gonna win, and I'm not I'm not mad how this match ended. Uh, it made Ricochet look strong. I think that this is the push that Ricochet needs, and hopefully he'll be used uh, a lot more. I'm hoping this match elevated Ricky's, uh, Ricky Starks. Fucking hell. Ricochet. I, I, in my notes, I, I, I wrote Ricky a lot because it's easier to spell than Ricochet. Um, so I apologize if I called him Ricky Starks. Got AEW on my mind, baby. All right, next up, we've got... <coughs> sorry. Uh, Seamus. Pulling up to the arena in a monster truck, and uh, he's greeted by his uh, rolling brutes brothers. And Seamus gets out of the monster truck and walks to the arena and just leaves the monster truck running. You know, so leaves the keys in the ignition. Ah, uh, it'll be fine. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure people in Detroit are very kind. I mean, we know for a fact that that's not true, considering Scott Crawford lives in Detroit. So, yeah. And I don't care if you don't live in Detroit, Scott. You live close enough. Whatever, you scum. All right, next match. We've got Brock Lesnar versus Cody Rhodes. Yay, fucking yay. So a video package starts this match. And it's it's literally just a recap of what's happened in their feud uh, the, the last three or fucking four months, whatever it is. And I thought that was funny that they've given us a recap about what has happened over the, the last three or four months, even though, like, they managed to make this video package, but they still haven't given us a reason as to why Brock attacked Cody. Like, wow, WWE, you're a million, million uh, what is it, a, a multi-billion dollar company, whatever it is, and uh, your writing department's just fucking ace. You know how to nail every little bit. You really do. And this video package was dumb. It was real. It was fucking dumb, man. It was so dumb. You had like this sad fucking somber music playing in the background. All it's just a redemption for Cody Rhodes. And oh man, I want to interview a Cody Rhodes fan and ask why. Why do you like Cody Rhodes? 
because he's the underdog. There is so many better underdogs in the company than Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. I feel I do this every show, and you're probably just pissed off. I'm guessing, I'm assuming, I'm assuming right now that the Bullet Club old is just like infatuated with Cody Rhodes and it's like their lord and saviour. Cody Rhodes! Oh, uh, Cody Rhodes! And Rob Hungy's like, yeah, you're better than CM Punk. I love you, Cody. And whatever. So I'm just going to stop because I don't want to hear the Bullet Club old bitch again about me trashing their lord and saviour, Cody Rhodes. But I will say this. Cody Rhodes comes out and he gets three sets of pyro. Wow. He is that important. He gets three different sets of pyro. Good on you, you fucking bleached head loser. All right. Uh, this match here. <coughs> this match here, to me, I am not lying. To me, this match was boring as dog shit. This match was so fucking boring. And I get it. It had a story. But the story was so boring. All it was was Cody's redemption. That's the whole story. whoop de fucking do Brock... Uh, a lot of this match was Brock smashing Cody and wanting wanting to, him to be counted out. Why would an ass-kisser... Ass-kisser. Well, yeah. Ass-kicker like Brock Lesnar want to win by count-out? Why? Wouldn't you want the clean win one, two, three in the middle of the ring? That makes no sense to me. Um... Brock's pants ripped in the middle of this match, which I'm sure some people found that funny to me. I was just like, oh, cool. I was, I was not into this match in the slightest. I was so bored. I was so bored with this match. Um, Cody wins. We all, fuck, this was not, this was predictable as all hell, this match. There was nothing, for me, there was nothing interesting in this match. I would rather, I would rather, I would rather watch the Tom Cruise mummy movie. Then watch this match again. Uh, for me, this match was a one star. I, I yeah, I did not give a fuck. Uh, I forgot to mention Logan versus Ricochet. Ricochet for me was a four star match. Loved it. All right. Next up, we've got the Slim Jim Battle Royal, and this one was this one was really hard to uh, predict because they never they gave us. They gave us a picture on SmackDown of the people that were in the match. And it was a list of like 10 people. So everyone on the scorecard assumed that it was those 10 people. So everyone had the same picks, basically, uh, with different alterations. And then next thing, fucking, we have like Ricky Boogs in the match. We have Omos in the match. We have all these different people in the match. And it's like, Jesus, why can't you just give us the match before we get into it? And also, can this match be for something? Because it was for nothing. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go crazy on it. La La Knight wins. Everyone was happy. I'm happy. But like, can't it just be for something? A shot. At, a shot at the U.S. Championship. Number one contendership for the U.S. Championship. Like something like that. All it is is bragging rights. It's like the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. It's just dumb. Um, LA pop, LA, LA night wins with a huge pop. Loved it. I can't wait to see LA night do some good stuff in the future. Two stars 
for that because really I I it was a whatever match. All right, up next we've got one of the best matches on the cards. <laughs> The Ronda Rousey match with Shayna Baszler, MMA rules only, which, oh man, oh, didn't this fucking excel? Didn't this go well? Yeah, right. This match was not really a match at all. It uh, kind of sucked. It really sucked, to be honest, man. This match really sucked. Uh, both of them come out with gross eye makeup, which they always do, which I don't understand the gross eye makeup, especially Ronda Rousey. Maybe she's trying to, um, she's trying to get attention off the big fucking gross mole around her eye. Maybe that's, that's what she's doing. I don't know. Um, I noticed that a lot of the crowd was walking around watching this match and that's exactly how I felt too. I kind of felt like I could go to the fridge and make myself a ham sandwich, you know, maybe, uh play on my phone a little bit, play some Tony Hawk's Pro Skater on the PlayStation, do anything else except watch this match. This was a lackluster match. Shayna wins with a technical submission. That's what they called it. So, all right, I'm guessing that's a submission. It's not a knockout. Um, but yeah, this match, the only good thing about this match was it was it was short. It was a lot shorter than Cody Rhodes. So, yay. Thank fuck for that. So, this match is a 1.5 stars. Woo, yee. On to the next match, we've got the IC title with Drew McIntyre versus the Ring General Gunther, who has the funniest intro. I fucking love his intro so much. Every time that little Imperium dude that I can never remember his name, Vinci, or I can't remember his name. Every time he introduces him and he goes, Duh, it makes me laugh so much. And I'm a, I'm an asshole and I'm going to hell. I know that, but whatever. Things make things like that make me laugh. This match, this match was very much the same old thing for me. It, it look, it wasn't a bad match. It was hard hitting. It was exactly what you'd expect from a Gunther Drew McIntyre match. But at the same time, I was a little bored by it because it's the exact same thing we've seen in every Gunther match. And it's getting to be the same with Roman Reigns and, and Gunther. They're, they're very similar with their matches. All their matches are, are the same, basically. So I'm not mad at this match. I give it a three stars, but it's really nothing that I'll, I'll ever want to return to. Um, I liked I liked it while watching it, but I didn't love it. So that's that. So Gunther wins, and, and it's clear now that they are making him go above the honky-tonk man's record, and he'll, he'll become the longest-reigning IC champ of all time. Good on you, Gunther. Good on you, the ring general. All right, next match, we have the World Championship, World Heavyweight Championship between Seth Rollins and Finn Balor. Finn comes out. Finn's cool. Finn's cool. I like Finn. I like Finn. Then we get Seth Rollins, and, and this is where I need to fucking... I need to arc up again, and I apologize if I go on a rant or I get into the uh, into the bad language mode, but I have to because I am fucking sick of Seth Rollins. I'm really sick of Seth Rollins, and <clears throat> I, I understood why I was sick of Seth Rollins. It was what he is, how he acted. It was how he dressed. It's very much the fucking. The laugh that he does, the, <laughs> my name's Seth Rollins, look at my baby teeth, <laughs> all that shit. But I realize now why I, why I really don't like it. And why I really don't like it is because 
He doesn't act like a world champion should. He acts like a fucking loser heel that should be embarrassed weekly. He basically he's he's acting like the Miz in all honesty. That's really what he's acting like. Uh except he's holding the world heavyweight championship around his waist. The, like okay, there was there was a video on Instagram from WWE put up moments before SummerSlam started. And it's Seth Rollins walking to the arena. And as soon as I saw this video, I instantly thought of our new Dummies of Wrestling champion, Robert Hungy, because I realized something. Him, Seth Rollins, and Robert Hungy probably had the same dress sense in the fact that Seth Rollins came to the arena and they showed this shot of him walking towards the arena, but they started with his shoes first all the way up to his head, right? And the shoes that he was wearing were bright yellow, like, space boots, but they were Crocs. This is, this is how your world champion dresses. And not to mention he was in like some forest green jungle tuxedo suit, all matched pants and jacket and shirt all matched with these bright yellow space Crocs. This is how your world champion dresses and acts. And he's there walking and he's there walking to the arena going, <laughs> fuck off. Go fuck yourself. I'm sick of this fucking dumb shit from WWE. I'm so done with it. Seth Rollins used to come dressing, dressed like a fucking warrior. You know, he used to come out with the fucking black shirt that said Beast Slayer on it. The jet black hair that was like, had the oil, baby oil and the water in it that looked sick. He used to come out to this fucking heavy metal music. He looked like, he looked like a killer. And now he comes to the arena or to the matches dressed in these pink floral, floral fucking gowns that are like a wedding gown. And he comes out to this stupid music that I'm so done with. I'm so fucking over it. And I'm sick of the ch- the fucking crowd chanting it. I, um... I come to the realization that Seth Rollins is now for me on the par of Cody Rhodes. Both these guys can suck a bag of dick. And you know what's more depressing is that this is the future. And uh, when I say future, I mean, we're going to continue. This is the past. Uh, Sorry, this is the the now, the present. But we're going to continue this. We're going to continue with... This is... uh, Seth Rollins, Cody Rhodes are basically... Your, your Triple H, your Rock, your Stone Cold, you know, your, your big guys of the Attitude Era. That's what they are. They're your Roman, uh, sorry, your, your John Cena's, your, your Randy Orton's of the uh, ruthless, ruthless Aggression. I'm sorry, guys. I'm getting angry and I um, can't, <laughs> I can't concentrate. I, I'm just over it. I'm over watching Seth Rollins come out each and every fucking time with some stupid gear that he wears to the the worst music ever. Man, bring back the Beast Slayer, Seth Rollins, because I fucking hate this Seth Rollins so much. If anyone out there agrees with me, or actually, you know what? If you agree with me, awesome. If anyone out there disagrees with me, please tell me. Because I want to know why. I want to know what you like about this Seth Rollins. I really do. Anyway, this match happened. It was a better match than their Money in the Bank match. 
Um, but I was a little disappointed because I really wanted Finn Balor to win. And it wasn't just because I, I'm over Seth Rollins. The reason I wanted Finn Balor to win is because we have Roman keeping his title hostage. And now it kind of feels that Seth is doing the same thing. You know, at least have one of these world champions swap tie- swap hands a little more frequently. Because that's what we really need. We we are, I'm sick of people holding on to titles for months and months and months. It's getting annoying. It is. It's be, it's becoming predictable now. I really didn't like SummerSlam. The more I speak about it, I really I realize now I I really didn't care for SummerSlam at all. I'd be pissed if I paid money for this, like actual money for a pay per view. Um, I will say the match was great. The ending was cool. It set it up set up with Seth versus um, Damian Priest, which is another match I do not care about. Uh, I would have much rather Finn Balor being champion, but whatever. Four stars. I like this match. All right. It came at this point where I I needed a break. After the Seth Rollins-Finn Balor match, I needed a break. And I I needed something interesting to happen. I needed, like, a return. Like, you know when when Money in the Bank, when John Cena came out and cut a promo, that really did nothing. But it was a break. I needed something like that. And luckily for me, we had a... a, a (laughs) A promo with Otis, Chad Gable, and that hot chick, and The Miz, talking about Lemonade. Because that's exactly what I meant when I said I needed a break. (coughs) That's, yep. Thank you, WWE, for your constant flashing of advertising in my eyes this entire fucking pay-per-view. Well done. You really know how to win over a crowd. I get it. You get money for advertising. But Jesus Christ, can we get something interesting? Not The Miz being put into a fucking crate by Chad Gable, who is great, by the way, especially in that Battle Royal. But by Chad Gable and Otis and Maxine, that, I you just wasted 20 minutes. And, and I gotta say that the ads on every pay-per-view are getting fucking annoying. That's one thing that AEW doesn't do is the ads of focusing on superstars that are not on the card. I don't care. If you're not on the card, I don't I don't want to I don't care about you. I don't care. I'll catch you on the next pay-per-view. Whatever. Stop wasting my fucking time. I would love to time all these ads up and see how much time I waste. There's probably easily about half an hour. All right. Coming up next, we've got the women's triple threat match for the women's championship. Oscar versus Bianca Belair. Versing Charlotte Flair, and Charlotte Flair comes out, and she looks like she's had a breast reduction. I could be wrong, but my wife saw it too, and she's like, hey, her titties aren't as big. And I was like, yes, darling, that is true. Her titties are not as big. This is depressing. Not for me, because Charlotte Flair looks like a fucking rat. I'm sorry, Charlotte Flair could have been hot 22 surgeries ago, but she fucked up her face. Um, What else happened? Oscar came out second, which is really cool, showing how much appreciation you have for your world champion, making her come out second. The reason you did that is because Bianca is fucking the spokesperson for C4 Energy Drink. Yahoo! Bianca Belair, another superstar I do not care about. She's very much the same in every single match, except this time she dyed her braid blonde. What? 
No way. That's crazy. Get out of town. No, you get out of town. No, you get out of town. You're insane. Dying your hair like that. Holy shit. You deserve it. All that stuff. And Bianca Belair, um, she comes out. She does a good job wrestling because she is a good wrestler. I just do not like her character. <sighs> this match here was very botchy. It had a lot of problems through it. It had a lot of botches through it. Uh, you could tell that Charlotte wasn't very clued in with this match. A lot of wardrobe malfunctions and not in the good way either. Uh, this match, I I lost interest in this match. I really did because of all the botches, because of the slow pace to it. The crowd seemed over it too. Uh, four, hour, four and a half hours in a stadium is way too long. They keep telling them, but you know... Go back to the days of three-hour pay-per-views. Come on. People have phones now. Their attention spans are not what they used to be. Yet, your shows are longer. Stupid. Um, Bianca Belair weren't over the top rope in this match, and we heard a bang. We didn't see what happened, and we realize now. But when she went over, she started screaming that her her knee was fucked up. And I will say this, Bianca's acting is pretty was pretty good. Her screams and all that stuff actually sounded legit to the point where, at first, I believed it. I thought she was legit hurt. And it wasn't until they were taking her back and she she kept looking back at the at the ring. She kept looking back, and I said to my wife, Mike, it's a work. It's a work. She's gonna come hobbling back in the in the ring. And she did that. And when she did that, she came off, she did a 450 splash off the top rope onto Charlotte, who was doing the figure eight. Awesome spot. That looked great. But when she did that, it clicked. Everything clicked in my brain because I'm a fucking genius. Bianca Belair is winning this match. And then EOS guy is taking Bianca out. And what happened? Voila. That's exactly what happened. I'm not saying that I'm a genius or anything like that. I guarantee every single person listening who watched it probably thought the exact same thing. They easily did. It was so fucking predictable how it went down. But yay for EOSky. Congratulations, EOSky. New women's champion. I'm happy about that at least. But this match overall, two and a half stars. I did not care for it. All right. Next up, we've got the undisputed WWE Universal Championship between Roman Reigns and Jay Uso, also also for the control of the Tribal Chief Monica, whatever you want to call it. I kind of said a lot about this match at the start. This was very much a Roman Reigns match. It starts off slow, gets heavy, the opposition comes back, and then Roman Reigns wins. That's what happened. That's exactly what happened. This match. Once I, I I was just I was done at the end of this match uh, at the end of this pay per view. I was just done. I was kind of like, can it be over? I'm I'm tired. I had to work during the day uh, of the pay per view, and I came home at night to watch it. And when I watched it, I I was just I was bored. I was done. I was tired. I was ready for bed. And this match just wasn't doing it for me. I, I know it was a better match than what I'm giving it credit for, but I was just bored and I was done. And then the twist in the end, when Jimmy comes out and turns on his brother, it doesn't make sense. Like, what are they doing? Could They have to have something planned. They have to. But I, if it's literally just Jimmy was jealous of his brother, that's shit. 
That's that now. If they go down that right route, route. If they go down that, <laughs> I cannot speak. I'm sorry. <coughs> if they go down that route of Jimmy was just jealous of Jay, it is it is a hundred percent proven that they are stringing lo- stringing along this bloodline story because it's making money. There's no way that that's that's the real story. If that's the real story, it's just 100% proof that they are just extending this story because they need to. Look, I'll give this match a three stars, but I don't have any notes written about this match because I was almost falling asleep. But yeah, fine. It was a Roman Reigns match. I like Roman Reigns, and that's saying a lot that I did not really care for this match, but it was the whole pay-per-view as a whole. At the end, I was more perked up because I thought, is something going to happen? Is The Rock going to come out? Is is The Elders going to come out? Not Nothing. Michael Cole is going, thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. Cool. And I got up and I looked at my wife and I said, I just wasted four and a half hours. I could have read what happened. The only reason I really needed to watch this poll pay-per-view was for the scorecard. That's the only reason. I could have read about what happened on this pay-per-view and it would have been fine. There was more stuff that happened on AEW Dynamite last week than this pay-per-view, which is meant to be the biggest event of the summer and the second biggest pay-per-view of the year. Nothing happened except Eosky winning the championship. That was the only takeaway from this whole fucking pay-per-view. This pay-per-view was shit. I'm sorry. If you liked it, congratulations. I did not. I don't care. I'm going to bed. Fuck this pay-per-view. Rob Hungy, congratulations, you motherfucker. You finally got it. Bullet Club Old is on top for now. All right? Celebrate all you want. Go away. Celebrate all you want. I, I guarantee the NWO is coming back. We're coming back for my championship. But I will say right now, my NWO brothers and sisters, this is addressed to you right now. Heather, Paul, Alan, Jordy, this is addressed to you right now. I want you to listen closely. I let you guys down. I let you guys down and I, I, I sincerely apologize. I sincerely apologize. If this is it for us, if you want me gone, then you let me know. I will happily walk away with my tail between my legs and you guys will pick up the pieces and bring home gold to the NWO. If that's what you want, I understand. But if you want me to come back, then we are coming back as a team and we're taking down the Bullet Club old together. I guarantee that this is happening. For right now, I am so sorry that I let you guys down. This was not what I wanted. Rob Hungy cheated. Robert Hungy is nothing more than a no-good cheater, and he doesn't deserve that championship. I can't believe I'm closing this podcast with no world championship. That's it from me, guys. Love you all. I'm going to bed to sulk and cry myself to sleep. Good night. Bullet Club. Four, 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 life.